Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences, and expertise to encourage women to realize their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. Sports and coaching are two words that go hand in hand. There's no debate in the fact that you need a coach in sports, whether you're a beginner or an elite athlete. But what about coaching for women in tech? Can coaching play a role in improving entry and retention for women in tech? This week, she lives in tech founder Lydia Gotche is joined by Jennifer Winterlich, founder of Flying Change Mindsets. On this episode, we discuss the importance of coaching for women in tech. Anyway, so I, I was thinking about sports, and I think you know when, when you think about sports, and you are a, an equestrian by by trade, mm. and it's just so common to see coaching in sports. Like kind of like intuitively, you don't think about sports and coaching. You know, if you're a sports person, you you automatically know you need a coach. Yeah. But coming in as as a woman in the tech industry. Coaching is something I'm only starting to challenge myself about to say, you know, okay, I know I need a coach. Yeah. Um, but that's really the starting point for me yeah. because, you know, on, unlike sports where you go like, okay, if you want to train to be an elite athlete, then, you know, you have to have the right coach to support you to achieve your goals, whether you're playing playing as an individual or as a team. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to come to you because you're the first coach <laughs> and I've known I've known you as a coach forever. So I wanted yeah. to ask you all of the questions around um, coaching, all of the things in, in my head that I, I know I need, but maybe don't realize I, I need yet from a coaching perspective. I'm just looking for you to help me understand mm-hmm. um, the importance of coaching and, and what it could do to help shape shape the career in tech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that coaching is lots of different things and you'll hear it named lots of different things and it means different things to everyone. So there's coaching, there's mentoring, there's advising, there's lots of different stuff. So coaching from my perspective, just to define it really, is having someone that you come to, we set a defined goal that you're heading towards. And even in setting of that goal, there's lots of elements to making sure it's the right goal for you and it's in line with who you are as a person and that kind of thing. But and then um, it's basically helping you overcome any barriers, any setbacks, any blockers in yourself or potentially external ones as well that are to get you there and to get you there quicker. So the idea of coaching really is that you probably could have gotten yourself there in, say, let's say three years time with a coach. We can accelerate that to maybe a year or something, you know, because what you've got is you've got that different perspective, that external set of eyes Mm. who's able to listen to what you're saying and go you realize you just said that didn't you or what does that really mean to you or well what's really going on then because you've just talked about this but I don't reckon it is I think it's something else yeah and and just to kind of give you a different perspective to help you work out and coaching is very much about the coach helps the coachee to find their own best answers Mm. so it's not about advice and actually, I wouldn't be able to advise you in the tech world anymore anyway, because yeah. I'm so out of it that I wouldn't be able to do that. But what I can do is help you to uncover your you at your best, help you to uncover what gets in your way, help you to uncover what derails you, help you to spot things quicker or or um, 
realize when they're out of alignment and they're causing you a problem and and overcome that stuff yeah no that 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 sounds really good and it's just said that i'm just thinking well how 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 do i set out finding the right coach for me and and the challenge here in in setting a vision i was discussing around uh career goals with um Desola the other day about you know sometimes you might know for example what your short-term plan is but in terms of putting that in the frame of you know where, where you want to be in the next five years next mm. 10 years it's not always visible yeah. right so how how can a coach help me realize what I want to do and what what goals I should be setting because I think that's um that's definitely a, a starting point in knowing where you want to head before you even get out but if I don't know where I'm heading how can a coach help me find find that target yeah so sometimes it may not be like a super obvious tangible thing like a job role it may not be that it might just be that actually what you're looking at is the kind of lifestyle that you want and the kind of things that you want in your, you know, from life and that actually career wise, you're then able to find something that works with that lifestyle because, you know, you've got kids and things. So that's got to fit in and stuff yeah. like that. So what and the coaching methodologies that I use, we look at what's important to you as a human. Yeah. We look at what you what you find. We call them your values. You know, what's important to you? What things do you live by? What what what? And in some ways we say, what would your ideal life be in five years time? You know, vision mm -hmm. that. Imagine that. And then we'll fill in the gaps for it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it can be that someone's headed for a particular role or something they want. But what we tend to find when that's the case is that actually um, they're going for the role, but they might be going for it for the salary, the kudos, um, something they've always just wanted. And actually it might not be right. Whereas I come at it from a point of view of what, what lifestyle do you want? What, what do you want to be doing? Uh, not literally, but as in what kind of, what, how much time do you want to be spending on things? How much mm. energy do you want to put into stuff? What kind of a house do you want to live in? What kind of a lifestyle do you want? How much time do you want with your kids? You know, yeah. do you, do you, what do you want to be doing? And we look at it that way. And then, and then that's your foundational work. And then you build the other stuff up to, to create that life because five to 10 years time, we don't know what's going to come along the way. Yeah, but exactly. If you've got a clear idea of what you want there might be a job role that comes up that you wouldn't have considered before that you think, well, actually, hang on, that might seem sideways, but that's actually going to get me closer mm. to what I really want than perhaps the obvious one. Yeah, no, that, 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 makes, that makes a lot, of, a lot of sense. And it does put things into perspective for me personally, because it's all, it's all, of, us, it's all, it's all of those things. And uh, one, one tangible example was, was around cars, because I always liked a particular um, kind of brand. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't name it here. Um, but I, I held that dream for, for, for a long time and just sat on the backbone. It wasn't something I could um, afford to do immediately, you know, because there was all sorts of constraints, but, if I if I had put that to say, well, my job would unlock this for me because then it fits in with my value this way, then it makes sense. And it starts to um, open up that uh, perspective to say, well, right, if you want to head this way, this is what it means to you, and this is the the activity that will facilitate that that happening. So yeah. I think that's a really really good good point. That's exactly it. And, and the nice part is, is that when we're looking at values and things that are important to people, um, above values sits what we call our capabilities and skills. Above mm. that sits our behaviours, what we're actually doing and saying, and above that sits our environment. 
when all of those things are in line, we feel good. We feel like everything's going the way we want it to. We're happy in our work. We're happy with what we're doing or whatever it is. When any of those aren't in line, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're in the wrong environment to be fulfilling what's right for us from a values perspective. Um, and that's very much where I found my career was, you know, mm. it was and it didn't matter what I did to change that environment. It, the, the important bit was never in line. Yes. So, so I had to do something about it. Um, and so what I had to do is change my behaviors, which to me meant my job role, which meant yes. change my skills and capabilities to something that fitted with what that's then in alignment. And now it's in alignment. It makes a huge difference. Yes. So you're absolutely right. The great thing about knowing a little bit about where you want to go and, and below beliefs and values, it's who we are as a person and our mission and our vision. Mm. So even lower is the bigger stuff. But when you're in line with what's important to you, then it is exactly about the behaviours because you make decisions based on a clear concept of where you want to be. Mm. And you can say, is this going to help me or hinder me? Is this going to get me further away from or closer towards what I want? And then you've got a framework to make decisions within. Yeah. And that's powerful. It is so much, and, and it's 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 one of the things I, I remember, even though we hadn't been in contact for a long time about you, it, it was it was so strong. You were so clear on your goals that even many years ago, I always knew you wanted to be uh, in coaching because that was that was that was all you talked about. That was all you talked about when we were at Ericsson together. You were you were a PM at the time, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, coaching, coaching. It, I, I don't even think we had a conversation where you didn't talk about uh, <laughs> coaching. And this was a bit oh, man. You know, nearly Sorry, 10 years ago. <laughs> nearly, nearly 10 years ago now, or maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe not quite 10, but you know, you 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 had that focus so so early on in in your career which i think to this day just you know blows me away and to see what you've what you've created with flying changes mindset you know i'm not surprised because that's been your 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 focus from day one so i wanted to ask what, what was there something in particular which helped you develop that um that single-mindedness around what you wanted to pursue or was it just always in, inherently um, in you from from the beginning well I think you know obviously I've set a business up around a passion of mine which was horses and there was no way I was going to be able to pursue that passion as mm. anything other than a hobby while I was working in telecoms like you know like we always joked that well there's no way I can bring a horse into the office so I'm probably in the <laughs> wrong environment you know yes um and although I actually weirdly enough I don't work with horses I work with human brains now um yeah. but I get to go to horsey events and and talk about horses as part of what I do because of the, yeah. the people that I work with but you know, the values piece, again, was the most important thing for me. Mm. And, I, and I've got this really clear vision of, of what I want. You know, I want to have my, my horses at home. I want a lovely kind of place in the countryside where, you know, kids can run around and be free and have animals. And, you know, that's just something I've always loved. Mm. And it's, it was looking at my career and thinking, well, I possibly could have that. But actually, it just wasn't in line with what was really important to me. Mm. Um, and I think I've just because I started learning about this stuff at 21 um, when yeah. I was at university, I've always understood this concept of values and mission. Mm. And so for me, it's always helped me make decisions because I've had a clarity of what I'm making the decision based upon. 
Mm. And I think that's, you know, although I was enjoying my time in telecoms and I had a ball and I had a great career and I got to a really great point in that career, it just wasn't in line with what I really wanted. And, and that just made every day hard. It just yeah. made every day hard work. And that's such a good point because one of the um, statistics I've got and I, and I go back to is around how women feel about the work they do. And I, I think I, I don't think it's a surprise, but 50 percent of all women everywhere. And I guess based on two of us, 100 percent, you know, we want to feel a sense of purpose, you know, in the work we do. And we want to feel that, you know, the company we work for, the, the, their values is aligned to um, to what we want to shoes so for me um technology has been a big part of my life i don't think it's it, it takes anyone two cents to figure that i love i love tech and i'm excited about tech and and, and testing and and all of that and you know what for me it's something i've grown to embrace not something you know like your journey where you've always known it's something that goes gone oh well that's that's a good thing for me and i and i actually like it so for me i've grown to like um what i do and i've discovered you know this is the right thing for me this is where i want to be and all of that but it is something that aligns with me i would say i'm in perfect alignment because it, it allows me to express myself to the to the uh, full ability and i'm growing in that confidence every day so i think in in terms of uh coaching and where, where our conversation started it's really what what can i expect a coach um to do for me so i know what my values are I've, I've discovered what those values are how can i take that to the next step what do i need to do yeah so what a coach would do then is they'd work with you to help you understand where you're in line with those values where you're out of line with those values um, look at those different elements I was talking about on what we call the map. Is it your environment that needs to change? Is it your skill set that needs to change? Is it something about who you are? Is there some past stuff going on for you that's still driving the way you behave from your future? Mm. Um, you know, every without going too much into this, every single human is driven somehow by past experience, good or bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when we have bad past experience we have we, we try and protect ourselves from it by creating what we call coping mechanisms and they're fine mm. they work short term but most of them don't work long term and a great coach is really good at helping identify hang on a minute that's actually not a helpful behavior that's not actually a helpful thing is there a better way of doing it do you need to look into something do you need to work on an area that's not related to work you know um and so the people that get the most out of coaching are the ones that are most open to the fact that we're a human being and we cannot put stuff in boxes we like to think we can put our lives into different areas but we're not we're into trying yeah. because we're a human and that at work stuff that happened personally is going to affect us and things so you know it's understanding that and and being able to work out um how we can become a um a better well, a better person that's a terrible way of putting it yeah you know just be more aware much more self-aware of things and yeah. having someone that can see our blind spots because we can yeah. i have my own coach you know i have my own coach because i can't see yeah. my own blind spots yeah having someone that can do that for you and just kind of hold hold you to it and hold you to account as well and say you said you were going to do that thing. Why yeah. haven't you done it if you haven't done it? Because that will often be, that gives me so much more information as a coach than when people mm. go off and do stuff. Yes. You know, because it's like, what was the reasons why you didn't? You said you were going to, and then you didn't. Yeah. How come? What's really holding you back? 
Yeah, and and I guess on the in, in on that note, it's it's about unlearning behaviors, right? Because I I have a very good good example that I reflect on uh, frequently. So when my kids were um, much younger, I, I take that I took them to uh, swimming, and through that process, you know, I I developed a fear of you know one of them having an accident um, at at the pool because they were only little, um, but for many years. I carried that fear on, even though their swimming ability had progressed, um, there was nothing to worry about. And what even made it worse, there was only one point of concern in the whole area and the rest of it, they would be fine. So it took me three years to realize that I kept the same fear, even when their abilities had progressed. There was no longer any concern and even if i was still concerned there was just really one place i needed to be at and you know we could all enjoy ourselves and when i realized that then i finally dropped that baggage but it was three years of holding on to the same thing which was no longer relevant yeah <laughs> and that's exactly it. and that's where coaching would have would have caught that quickly yeah. and not taken you three years so it's not that you can't work this stuff out for yourself mm. of course you can you absolutely yeah. can and people do but the reason you know in my previous career i was i was in talent talent management yeah and we used to get in executive coaches for people because not because we thought they had a problem or they needed fixing or anything like that but because we knew that that coaching process would accelerate them yeah towards what they wanted and and that's what it's really about it's a catalyst and and that word ex executive coaching i guess is is another thing in my view that is a barrier um, for many people starting out maybe in tech or other places in the industry is that we don't as an industry actively offer coaching opportunities to people starting out so we, we would offer them to ceos because we know they have huge responsibility and all of that but it's not a great you're starting the job uh, today and 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 here's here's your coach it's not something that is on offer these days is it no and it's a real shame because you know actually it's such a useful thing for everyone to have at any level mm. I mean we we were on graduate schemes and things together yeah. weren't we and, and we we still didn't have really coaches we have more mentors yes which you know is at least people that are help us accelerate a bit quicker but they're not trained to see our blind spots and things whereas yes, coaches exactly. are but you're right I do think it's a real shame actually that in a lot of um corporate world you know you only really get great coaches when you're further up the levels part of that probably is to do with the cost you know coaching is not a cheap thing because yes. to get a great coach and have one-on-one -on -one time with that person that's that's a that's an expense well expensive it depends how you look yeah. at it doesn't it there's a there's a high value to that yeah, but I guess, you know, same function as, you know, talent management, uh, mental health first aiders and, you know, all sorts of the different uh, business functions we have, you know, companies could approach coaching as a function, right, where we, you know, instead of having um, talent management or, or, or HR to get people in through the door, you establish coaching as an investment for the business itself. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can retain the people you keep or at least help them yeah. um, develop and give more benefits to uh, to well, to the business in the time they're with you because people will move on. At, yeah, <laughs> at, of course. At and certainly point. that is being done. So my husband is uh, he's now a senior leader in a, in a very big global um, IT company, big American IT company, um, and he's worked his way up through the ranks and things. Mm -hmm. And he, in all of his leadership roles, has been taught to coach in his leadership role. So as a leader, he's taught to coach. 
his his people but i think the difference is is that they can have the great conversations but he's still their manager yes and i think the nice thing about external coaches is that we're completely impartial we're not even part yeah. of the company so i think you know companies are doing things to get coaching in i think it's really important it's just a case of um considering who who is the best place person to be the coach in mm. that environment for sure and can anyone be a coach <laughs> Anyone can try. Yeah, it's a skill set. It's okay. absolutely. Yeah, it's a skill set you learn to do. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can. Anyone can learn. There's there's models that you can use. There's skills that you can learn. It's mostly about listening, but you yeah. do need some models behind the listening to then know where to go to help people. Otherwise, you can spend a lot of time listening and make no difference. Yeah. Um, but the biggest skill is listening, really. Mm. No, that, that is really good because I'm thinking um, particularly about uh, mental health, first, late, first aiders, and well, not just mental health, but first aiders. We, we train people to be first aiders, right? So I guess one way to make it more accessible to everyone would be to train coaches, right? For people to go go speak to have sessions with and go you know like how am I doing and it's it's not necessarily me as a as a line manager because while you know I can take on the role of a coach if I'm trained um, to do that I've still got the responsibility of day-to-day -day delivery I need to manage so they are not necessarily one and the same job even though I can fulfill that function for some of the time but it's not all of the time so I do think um getting people trained the same way we we look at first aid wellness and other um business support functions this could be a business um function as well because i don't think it is i don't think it's widespread in any of the industries i've worked in so even when we joined ericsson yes we had a graduate scheme it was structured um but outside that scheme there wasn't any um ongoing um coaching outside uh review with your line manager which is set for for different things it's it's a different business objective so so i think it's definitely a, a good point it is and i think it's also why it's such a hugely growing industry it is grown so fast in in the last decade yeah because it, it's so needed in everything and i've just niched down into a you know a sector that i love yeah um but yeah no it's, it, i think it's really important good and are, are there any specific coaching models you would recommend for people who are possibly looking into maybe getting trained and and i think line managers uh, in particular because i think it's quite a good skill um because we always uh, speak to people and i believe over time if i will say if you're a good manager but a good manager you should get to know people uh you work with i know not everybody's uh people um centric but i think as a line manager you should be and i think coaching is one of those skills that can uh, really add value to being a line manager so i think it would be good to know if there are any models to to start up to say you know this is a basic framework this is a how to yeah uh, to coaching i think if you're looking into courses and bits and pieces anything by the institute of leadership and management the ilm they do mm -hmm. loads of great things um there's some super companies around that do anything to do with coaching qualifications um i mean obviously the modality that i am trained up to master trainer level in is something called nlp which is neurolinguistic programming you know even that stuff was in our graduate program yeah. i mean i was a practitioner when we were doing the graduate program i could yeah, see I it coming a mile off you know <laughs> um 
So although specifically NLP doesn't teach you how to coach, it does give you the skills required. And then you just use a model like something like the grow model or something like that. You know, there's loads of models around for coaching. And there are there's tons and tons of it. If you were to just Google coaching methodologies, I mean, you'd find so many of it and so Mm -hmm. many companies that are offering it. And then you just find the one that you think is a good fit for you and works the way that you want it to. You can learn online now. There's loads of really great courses online that will help Mm -hmm. you just have some concepts and models while you're having conversations. And I do totally agree with you. I I have some interesting conversations with my husband about, you know, how he starts with new teams because he's he's moved jobs, he's moved teams and all this sort of thing. And he always says it's got to be about the people first, because if you want if you want them to do their best and get the best for you and hit their targets and do everything you need them to do as a line manager you've got to get to know them as a person now that doesn't mean you need to have big heart to hearts but you need to know what's going on for them and you know and and how to help them through that and how to support them and I think as much as you know telecoms is a a very male dominated industry um, that sort of feminine side of things about you know getting to know people and this concept of community and looking after each other and supporting each other is really important no matter what sex you are because you know men need support just as much as women do we're humans we cannot we cannot survive on our own we can't and just supporting someone can sometimes just be listening to whatever's going on for them, not mm-hmm. dismissing it, not saying, well, that's not relevant. It's not to do with work because we all know, don't we? If we've got stuff going on outside of work and we come in, we're distracted. We're not really thinking straight. We might miss things. We, we're not really at our best. Now, I'm not saying that managers somehow need to become counsellors or anything like that, but they do, yeah. they do need to know what's going on with their people and, and be aware of that. I think it, it, it helps because personally I find... Um, if I know what's going on with with someone, maybe a life change, or I use myself as, as an example, a new a new baby, or you know, <laughs> a toddler who doesn't sleep, um, yeah. then it, it it helps me gauge what that expectation from that person to be. It doesn't say I'm expecting a lower quality of work. Um, it just means you know I I give the person the flexibility um, they need to be their best yep. regardless of the of, of the circumstances so I think in 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 all circumstances if you work with people you're right you should um be in tune I guess you know it's 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 part of the territory with leadership and and management and it's it's not one of those things people can tell you how to do um but I think coaching is is a really good way um to to fine-tune and and to help people right because it's always it's always about helping people develop and become the best version of themselves and not not necessarily just saying um we're here to deliver as a business and we will deliver yes we will deliver but we want to um deliver and give people a sense of pride uh yeah. in their achieve in their achievement and not feel like we've delivered but we've bruised everyone and yeah, we're burned sure. out at the end so so yeah it's 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 a good one yeah absolutely. Well, thank you Joanne jenny i found this um ex- extremely uh useful and i guess the big the big action for me now is finding finding a coach or the right coaches so i, I mean what's your opinion is it to find a once and for all coach or is it you know try see what works and then I think the thing with coaching and the reason that I always do a half an hour free call with someone if they they want to come to me and actually I I only now do one-to-one coaching at sort of more of an elite level really the rest of it I actually do through through coaching programs group coaching programs because of what we're working with but I would say do the calls with the people and see who you click with 
because yeah. you you know what you need but in a good coach you need someone who listens really well um you know it doesn't have like their own agenda mm. they're working on your agenda but they're going to push you towards your agenda um and that you feel you can open up to and get along with because actually that's the most important part that you click so yeah. I would say you know have a look around see what's around and just see who you think you're gonna gel with enough that they can push you make you accountable ask you the difficult questions but yeah. you feel they've got your back as well that's the most important part is that they've got your back they want you to succeed as much as you do or more yeah. than sometimes actually yeah so push you over the difficult parts and and help you out yeah I, I I think one of the first things I would I would ask my coach to do for me is to help unlearn behaviors yeah because uh, I know um over the years in my journey and growth as a person that there is a lot of baggage I've picked on um picked up through my career so I could do with losing a lot a lot of those so yeah. I think that would be uh definitely one of the first things I would I would look to try to unpack because I find you know sometimes the things that prevent us from moving ahead it's not necessarily a lack of opportunities but it's in the barriers we have developed over time so we've, we've you know knocked knocked ourselves out of the competition before we even started mentally so i think for me that's one of the first things i would like to do with a coach just to get rid of some baggage <laughs> I think that's really key is so much of the time, sometimes it's not that you need to learn something new, it's that you need to find out what's holding you back and unlearn something that isn't helpful, 100%. Yeah, yeah that's that's a key in a lot of the time. Oh yeah, no, that's good. So at least I'm on the right track. I just need to find... <laughs> That's it. I'm the right coach now. Well, thank you, Journey. I think it's been a, a wonderful conversation. And thank you again. It's it's great to see how Flying Changes has grown. And you know, I'm glad we are catching up again. And hopefully we'll catch up in person soon. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>